Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the State of Play podcast, episode 106. I'm your host, Martino Puccio. Alongside me this week is just Pet Barisha. No show last week. Apologies for that. Um, international break. Not too many topics to discuss. But, Pet, we are back in full force, as are you, um, for the first time in a few weeks. How you doing? Yeah, all good. Been really busy. New job. I've just moved back to my parents' flat to then move out again in three weeks just because the contracts didn't overlap, which is super annoying, which means got to bring everything, including the, oh you know, the the setup, the computer setup, set that all up on a shitty little desk and then move back out again in, on the 8th of October or something. So, uh, yeah, I mean, really stressful times, but fun times as well and, and happy to be back on, even without Matt which is not quite full force, but here we are. Yeah, I know. I mean, you and Matt both starting new jobs. That's partially why Matt can't be here. So congratulations. Jobs, to the both man. Of Fucking jobs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Listen, it's uh, it's better to be employed than unemployed, right? Um, because we don't yeah, I feel jobs. like I feel like I'm not really in on the whole Syria, Twitter, unemployed banter. Because you're not, because you, you're not as active on Twitter. That's a, that's the thing. And you don't, yeah, every now and then you pop in and you say hello with the banter. So I think it's just, it's just mainly the stuff that you see pop up on my timeline and you just hop in and laugh half the time. And that's really what it is. Um, yeah. But they know, they know, they know who you are a good amount of them, but I guess we could just start with Serie A then since we brought it up. Um, my team's really fucking good. Holy yeah, shit. Um, it's really strange to say because it's just the whole process in which it happened. I've discussed this. I don't know how many times with Matt and, forever just on me on reports and whether it's just in a chat with ourselves is that this happened at such an odd time the turnaround because they've been so awful for so long um by their standards right even if you're getting to europa league you know europa league by some other club standards it's it's awesome but by ac milan standards it's it's really poor but we saw what happened at the start of the 2019-2020 season uh, prior to COVID. They had Marco Giampaolo, and they were just in a rut. They were absolutely terrible. It was one of the worst starts ever. They hired Stefano Pioli, who was a worldwide trend for Pioli out um, before he even managed a game or even a training session with the club. And they had a rough start. There was that low point of the 5 nothing against Atalanta where Gasparini's dancing. You see me post it all the time, whatever they drop points like they did this past weekend against Fiorentina. Um, I think what happened was Ibra arrives. They start playing a little bit better. The training and intensity picks up. You, you see the younger talent that they were acquiring in the windows of, you know, the summer and January. It's, it started compounding. And then COVID hits. And there's that break where the point is always made that with young squads and young players, time is honestly one of the main factors and variables as to why players get better too. It's not always just you have to be on the pitch and you develop that way. You also sit back, learn, watch some film and, and adjust to the mistakes that you made. And, and, it's, not, and it's not linear, right? It's not linear. This mm -hmm. is the thing about young players, right? Their growth is never linear. So you never have a situation where Sandro Tonali improves the same amount every season from 18 to 23. He might have a, a really rocketing Mm -hmm. development from 18 to 20 and then from 20 to 21 he maybe takes a a kind of less developed like inclined curve and then maybe from 21 to 23 as we're kind of seeing this season he develops at an even greater rate and we were talking about Matthias de Ligt before we got on and again this is a slight aside to Milan but mm -hmm. you know he went from 17 
Ajax captain to 20 best young centre-back on the planet by distance. Yeah. So now he's kind of, is he going to start for both Holland and for 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 Juventus? So sometimes you don't get this. And there's no player who ever does it, right? There is no player who there, even Lionel Messi, right? 2000, the, the first Champions League Barca won in the new era, he was injured for every knockout game, yeah, right? So, that, so. It, it, it stalled his development to some extent, some would say. Mm-hmm. If if he if he hadn't had that, maybe people were talking about him as the best player in the world earlier. Like there is no yeah. linear development in football, and people need to, to kind of realize that. And that's why, as soon as a, a good like young player starts doing badly, people are, are quite quick to beat them up. And that's why you have to have patience with the Milan project. And I think I was saying to you and uh, Matt, I think the most impressive thing is like, okay, Simone Kier is out. You have um, you have Romagnoli that comes in. Giroud and Zlatan are injured slash lacking fitness mm-hmm. and Tay Rebic plays up front and, and he kind of he does well you've got Rafael Leao also adding another to the player. side another player another, along another player who yeah. you know in that kind of trajectory type of thing is not going to be straight up and then you've got Sandro Tonali right like I, I kept saying that um, if, if you wanted to one-liner um, Milan's improvement over the last three seasons. Three seasons ago, I always say this: Bakayoko was Milan's best central midfielder. Mm-hmm. Now he's their fourth. Yeah, <laughs> like it's that's the difference in level of depth. And I think when I talk about Arsenal, I'm always like, okay, like Jacques, Granit Xhaka isn't the problem. Granit Xhaka being Arsenal's second best central midfielder is the problem. problem. Yeah, it's like Rob Holding isn't the problem. Him being Arsenal's second best centre back is mm-hmm. the problem. So you, you kind of start to see this, like when you increase the levels to such an extent um it's uh yeah it it, it, you get they were beating all these teams and being in first place in the league with all these guys starting last season for the most part like every single time they were playing in a big match they won it with their healthy full team and outside of that one inter match where inter fully deserved to win because they were the best team in the league last season but it's a totally different side this time around right uh for the most part in terms of top heavy talent The funnier thing now is, and I've been trying to explain to people this and why it happened during another transfer window, where they're so upset about depth. But the issue is this. Last year, we're starting a Pierre Kalulu, who never had a professional debut in his life, was starting at center back in the first match against Lazio last season. You just mentioned Alessio Romagnoli and Fakayo Tamori are the starting center back pairing against Lazio, who, by the way, had nine goals in their first two games, had over 14 shots on goal in those matches. They had five shots on goal yesterday, Pet. It's a misleading stat for this reason alone. They only had one shot that was actually a real threat, and Mike Magnon stopped it easily. The rest were just like slow deflections that he just caught, right? So they weren't real threats to actually go in the back of the net, and that's kind of where expected goals come in, but a lot of people hate that kind of stuff, but I digress. The funny thing to me was they absolutely dominated and everyone was like, okay, they, they have their third choice at right wing, which was Florenzi. Brahim Diaz didn't have the best game possible. Um, Kessie misses a penalty. Uh, they start Rebic, who is, who is not a naturalized number nine. He's better on the left where he got his assist later on in the game where he switches it up and it plays poorly in the first half of the season. All those things did not matter. They absolutely dominated aside that a good amount of people who put out Serie A predictions had Lazio ahead of them because of the managerial hire. And so many times people are keep saying this, Pioli is not that great of a manager. And he's the worst out of the top seven managers, right? Allegri's better, Spalletti's better. Um, 
Sadi's better, Mourinho, uh, uh, Simone Inzaghi, like all these guys are better managers. Well, this guy finished ahead of uh, a couple of these teams last year, and he's never had the amount of talent uh, that he did in his recent jobs with Lazio or Inter or even Fiorentina, obviously, that he does right now. This is the most talented team that he has, and it has depth. And you talked about the younger players getting better like that. They're just putting in complete performances, and I'm really fascinated to see what happens Wednesday at Anfield. I really am. Um, I think it's a true test. And even when we saw it last year, Pet, they went into Old Trafford against Manchester United, wrongfully drew that game when they should have won 2-1 by a wrong bar call against Frank Kessie. This team could maybe pull something off. I think best case scenario for them would be a, a result or most likely best case scenario could be a potential draw, but I don't see it happening. I, th- I see Liverpool winning. We'll get into that later, but do you see this team actually having a good chance of winning the title as an outsider? I think they're favorites. Really? Yeah, I think Milan are favorites. I think if I look at, and I think it's going to be, I think there's not going to be much in it, right, between um, Milan, Juventus, and Inter. I think those are the You think Napoli? Kind of... You don't think Napoli? I, I think they're going to be there or thereabouts. I just don't. I don't quite know if they have, like, is there the firepower? Like, that's what I think about, right? I mean, Politano looks great. Insigne is obviously, he's all, he's like a walking double-double and in terms of goals and have, assists. Well, you have to see he got hurt, so it depends on how long yeah. he's out. You mentioned it's, January as but well. But it's a bunch of, like, I think if you look at just Victor Osiman, he's incredible, right? Mm-hmm. As an under, as under-23 strikers go, he's incredible. yeah. But you've got Zlatan, Giroud, Leao, Rebic. That's a that's a great strike force. Uh, even Madrid, uh, not Madrid, Juventus. Mm-hmm. Like as as much as he said that Morata is going to score a reasonable amount of goals, you've also sure. got Dybala, who's who's going to rip it up this season probably. If he fits and then in it, well enough in the system, a four-three-three yeah. is difficult for him. And then at Inter, you've obviously got you know Lataro, Jeco, Correa. Like there's a lot of firepower there. I think that's where Napoli might fall off. Like. And, you know, I look at maybe the left side of the defence, Mario Rui and Manolas. Um, Manolas know. looks terrible. He has it, not even been close to the player that he was at Roma. Mario yeah. Rui is basically their only left back. They didn't re-sign Maximovic. They lose Victor Oshiman and Koulibaly come January. How are they yeah. going to handle that? Yeah, and, and also you've got Alex Merritt, who's injured right now. He's probably mm-hmm. the best Italian keeper in the league now that Donnarumma's gone. He's out for, what, four to five weeks with a back issue. Mm-hmm. I just... I think there's, yeah, I think it's a bit too much. I think they're probably favourites for fourth, if that's probably fair to say. But I, I don't, I don't see them. I think there could be like nine points or eight points between them and and the winner, um, who I think, for me, in terms of depth, in terms of starting lineup, um, I, I think Milan look pretty good. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how I see it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I, each week that passes, I, I'm increasingly confident that the winner is going to come from Milan again, the city. I do uh, really like Inter though. Still, I, I really they still like are. They still they are. Still, I think I it's going to take them strong. a little bit. They still haven't settled in Dumfries. DiMarco still has to get settled. I mean, it yeah. was a poor draw against Sampdoria. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I think they need a little bit more time with the, with the manager. Stoney was injured. And, exactly. You, know, you exactly. still need to integrate some of the new signings, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, their so. goalkeeper situation could still screw them. And Donovich yeah. is still like he's not he's not quality. Of, uh, apparently, they have Onana coming eventually, but that whole drama with IX. Uh, 
but we'll see what happens with Serie A talk and all and all that stuff. But let's go to the Premier League. Mm. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, listen, it doesn't matter how you score goals, right? And and I could shit on this guy, and anybody could do this, right? With a lot of players that are poachers. But what makes players so great, including someone like him, is how you adapt when your body isn't what it used to be, right? Still a ter- terrific athlete when he's able to turn it up, right? Because he picks his spots now because he can't do it over the course of 90 minutes for almost 50 games a season. But he shows up and he's at the right place at the right time. And that's what matters. He gets a brace in his first return against Newcastle. Uh, right place for the spot for the first goal. The second goal, I mean, listen, Pet. He runs all the way down the field, puts himself in a terrific position with his weak foot. Doesn't matter if the save was horrendous. Pet, I think, and I'll, and I'll say it before even we get into the Champions League stuff, he's going to be the top goal scorer in the Champions oh, League. Uh, he's going to be top scorer in the Premier League, and he's going to be the top scorer. He is going to trounce this Premier League. You think he and gets 30? He gets 30. I've already made bets with my friends. They think I'm crazy. He's going to walk 30, mate. Cristiano Ronaldo look this is the thing right I like Lukaku I like Kane I like Mo Salah they are all great players we're talking about the best goal scorer to ever walk this planet one of the top two best players of all time you cannot compare I don't care if he's 36 or 26 you cannot compare his ability to score goals to literally anyone else but one player and that's Lionel Messi. And maybe now Mbappe and, and Haaland creeping into the conversation. Haaland, Haaland, from, Haaland. From, from an output perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Louis. Ju- p- people, people just do not understand. Like, I think it's like people have not seen him play for the last 11 years. He is going to score at will. There is teams in this league that he is guaranteed to score against if he plays 90 minutes. I'm talking the Norwiches. I'm talking the Brentfords. And you're also talking about probably the biggest big game player of all time like there's no reason he's not going to score against the big teams as well mm-hmm, yeah. he's gonna he scored 29 in 30 last season he outscored Lukaku by six goals for probably the worst Juventus team we've seen in, in recent years where who was his chief creator I mean Chiesa Chiesa or Bentancur like I mean you you now got him playing behind Bruno Fernandes Paul Pogba Luke Shaw one, who was probably the best left back in the world last Pogba last seven season. assists already is disgusting by the way Sancho Greenwood you've still got Rashford to come back he's gonna score a ton and people are gonna be shocked people are going to be shocked how many goals he scores like I I just think that how many of those games though here's the question and I totally agree with you how many of those games is it wise for Ole to put him in for against a Brentford is it does it really make sense because that's that's the only risk that's the only risk you have Cavani who could just step up in that in those spots but but this is the other thing Martino right Zlatan came to the Premier League at 36 he scored goals. Cavani came to the Premier League and scored goals at will. Like when he played, he scored. Thiago Silva's come to Chelsea and he's the best centre-back there by a fucking distance at 35 years age. This is no longer a league where like if your body is right and you're good, you're going to be outstanding. And when you're talking about age, body, good, you're talking about the best of the best, right? I think this is the narrative, the, you know, it felt like Old Trafford again when he was there. Like, that's all I can say. Like, when you were watching it and you're watching the replays and you're watching the reaction, it's just like, it's all falling into place. And now, look, I don't think they're going to win the league. I don't think they're going to win the Champions League. I think, I think it's Chelsea. But yeah. But this is, 
like this is massive for for the league but it's also just massive in terms of this whole man U narrative and i think he's gonna score yeah he's easily gonna do 30 in the league as long as he plays like 27 28 games he'll score i think 20 is easy i don't think 30s 30 could be a bit of a stretch because of rotation i think other players are just once they get more situated too i i think that's the case for but it also matters if if he takes penalties Right, which you oh, think he, is, he will. He is. He's, he ne- is. he's not. He's never not going to take penalties. And Bruno, Bruno Fernandez must have said to him, "Like, look, like I know you're the man. You're going to do. You're going to take penalties." There's if if Bruno, like, it doesn't even matter that Bruno's Portuguese, but even if he wasn't, <laughs> he would have deflected it. Yeah, like he yeah, would have just exactly. given it anyways. But now, like, come on, they're teammates. They're from the same country. Like, they're going to. He's going to deflect. It's fine. If Bruno, Bruno might. You know, it, there'll be a lot of memes about it, but. <laughs> come on you can't you can't not give it to him which was funny because uh he did get a penalty save uh with, with portugal recently yeah, so he yeah, did yeah. he did miss his most recent one against Ireland. uh yeah i think i'll say this after because when we talked i was we solidified a top four right and yeah. i think all the top four teams look fantastic so far I don't think City's winning the title. I think that's the only guarantee I can make you so far mm. out of the top four teams. Do you know what, though? They beat Leicester away this game week. One I don't trust Leicester. At, but I know, but no one was talking about it. And this is what they did last season, Man City. They won like eight, nine, ten games in a row, and no one was talking about it until, oh, shit, they've won the league. And I don't think that's going to happen this season. Because there was, but they are they are going to quietly they're going to quietly go about it. Liverpool injuries, United still weren't there yet. Chelsea were a fucking disaster for half the season. I think it's just totally different now. And you know whatever whatever happens throughout the rest of the league, I'll say this: I still have not changed my stance on the top four in the league. I think the order keeps on changing. I think I I think think it's going to be. I think it's the it's the 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 best four teams to ever play in the premier league in terms of four at the same time you know like there hasn't ever in been over a decade for sure but there I hasn't ever is... been four teams this strong in the premier league ever i think the last well here's it here's the thing in the premier league itself yes playing in the prem but in terms of overall talent like we go 2005 right liverpool won the champions league chelsea was really good United was really good, and your club Arsenal was really good too. But but like, that Liverpool team was shit. Like let's be honest, that was like when, yeah, exactly, they won the Champions League. But that was like but when Chelsea. Saying, that was though. like when Chelsea won the Champions but that, League. But that's my point. Was that even though in the Prem they weren't that great, they still won the fucking Champions. Yeah, yeah. Like that's I, I get it. But this Liverpool team is miles above that Liverpool team. I agree. Well. I agree. Well, listen. Um, listen and a, and a quick shout out for for Harvey Elliott, which was which was. Really bad Terrible. injury. Sucks um, started an amazing season playing basically a central midfielder as an 18-year-old. And yeah, he's going to be out for the season. This I year. mean, that's... Yeah. You just hope his career is going to be okay. That yeah. There's there's better medical advancements these days, excuse me, um, that he'll be okay. But This is an Abby Diaby, let's hope, basically. I, I hope not, because this kid has been hyped up for a while and was living up to the hype almost every yeah. single time that he was called upon. Um, so speedy recovery for him. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I think we could just stay on the prem for just one more thing. Are you still confident that I think you had Chelsea winning it or no? Or did you still have City? I, I think I've still got City. I, uh, I don't know, but it's tough. I think 
Yeah, there's just something about Chelsea where I'm like... And I know you say they beat Leicester, but they fucking lost to Spurs the first game of the they season. Did, they did, they, they did. did. Like, we can't, we can't, like, uh, no, no offense to Spurs. They and, did, and but we haven't, we, haven't, we haven't even seen the best player in the league kick a ball properly, right? I mean, Kevin De Bruyne. Well, best player until, I guess, Ronaldo's come. But uh, you know uh, what I mean, you know. Yeah, sure. I, I get you. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I think it's a... Three team. I don't know. It could be. It could be four. I think easily. it's a four team race. I think it's a four team. I race. want it to be because the funny thing about the prem is that a lot of people think there's a lot more parity than there is. Even though like teams changed up, like City and, and Liverpool when they won the leagues like back to back years, right? They fucking won it by a mile. Like mm. it wasn't even a contest of who won. Not like that they won you know what i'm saying like they, like liverpool was up like 20 something points everyone knew it was done by the time they lost to watford i believe it was before everything happened yeah. it was like a crazy loss um and even city i think when they were centurions right they won they won it by like double digit points yeah I, I just i'm hoping for that uh but i can only imagine if manu and ronaldo won the league that we're never gonna hear the fucking end of it we would never ever ever never ever gonna hear the end of it never gonna hear the end of it um <laughs> never hear the end of it yeah um so yeah so i'm i'm very excited for the premier league season i think there's gonna be a lot for that but pet also another league that has well technically quote-unquote league it's just in the title but um <laughs> it's really a tournament it's the champions league it's back tomorrow um Technically today, when we're going to be releasing this before all the matches start, uh, I'm excited. My team's in the group of death, kind of terrified. Very difficult game to start out. I guess we could just go a quick overview of all the groups, right? Sure. Um, so let's go to A. We'll start there. This is a good group. It's a very underrated aspect where people just kind of write off Leipzig as this sort of team that has no shot to advance. But the funny thing is this. They can affect the rest of the tournament pet. Hmm. what they can do in terms of results against city and PSG can affect whether or not those two teams finish first or second, which affects the outcome for the knockout stages and who faces who I think Leipzig will make the most noise out of teams that people wouldn't expect, right? The casual fans would be like, Oh wow. Who's who's RB Leipzig. And I'm speaking of course on the American side of things, because a lot more people where you live know who Leipzig are. Mm -hmm. Um, I think PSG is going to win this group, um, but I do. I think City is the best uh, team to bet on. Um, yeah. They're plus money to actually win it. They're like plus one ten. So you put down a hundred bucks, you can win one hundred and ten dollars uh, if you pick City to win the group. I would not be shocked either way of which team wins this pet. Um, I think I think it's yeah, obviously City or PSG first or second. Leipzig clear third, and then Bruges. Talented players on the team, but. Good experience for them, but I think they're, they're going to be the whipping they're, boys. Aren't they're they? dead last. Yeah, they're the whipping boys in this, and they're and it's sad because they're a respectable club and team. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's for me. I think it's a pretty simple group to kind of discuss. Yeah, I th- I think that's going to be an interesting one to watch. The whole messy Man City narrative as well. You know, could have gone there last season. Maybe was linked a lot to go there this season. You know, whenever he plays against Pep, it's, it's really interesting. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then, um, yeah, I think Leipzig. I, I don't think they're going to be as good as they were in the last in the previous two seasons. But you know, I think they, they, they'll give they'll give those two. Players I want a, good I want a free kick shootout between Dominic Sabazlaya and Kevin De Bruyne. And I say, <laughs> like we we actually probably have the best three free kick takers in this tournament in this group. Yeah, 
Yeah, that actually, probably aren't better free kick take. I'm, I'm maybe drawing a blank. Um, with I other can't players, think of anyone. Hakan, S- Sandro Tonali, baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Hakan 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 Ronaldo. Even, Ronaldo. Oh my god. Yeah. Ronaldo. Well, who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Do you know what? I I was on the tube the other day, and I was like, "How Ronaldo would it be if he just started banging them in for you know?" Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna. It say, would be so weird. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Here we go again. <laughs> we wouldn't yeah, hear the apps. We would never hear the. This guy's gonna score a screamer from fifty yards out after doing dog shit for a few years, and then uh, from free kicks. But yeah, I, uh, and it'll I, be against Arsenal. You just know it. You no, just know it. Yeah, it's going to be a deflection off the post to off Rams. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I think that group is pretty self-explanatory. Um, group B. The group of death. I think it's a group of death. My editor uh, from The Athletic kind of, he said he laughed when he read it when I called it the group of death. He thought I was being kind of biased, but I was like, no, honestly, I, I don't think a lot of people kind of respect. This is the group of death. I agree. I agree. Um, Listen, maybe too much disrespect on Porto as well, man. I exactly. They, they knocked out Juve, even though less than like Juve, it's not anything special last year. But again, that's still a team who made a quarterfinal. Um, Liverpool back healthier than they were last year. I think that's clear. I think they're the favorites for this group. Atletico, I mean, they could easily win this as well. They've given Liverpool fits in the past. They were eliminating them um, prior to COVID. Uh, the year Bayern won it. Um, I think, again, much like Group A, there's two clear teams who should be advancing to the next round. But Pet? I think Atleti and Milan is a lot closer than... Really? Man City, PSG and Leipzig, though. Like, I think that is a a lot closer gap. I think I, just the way that Simeone plays and makes his players play, I think it's so exhausting. I, I think it's going to be tough for them. I think they're going to qualify, and I think Milan are going to go in third, and I think Liverpool are going to come top. But I think it's going to go down to the last game, and it, I genuinely think it's like 65-35 between Atleti and, and Milan. Milan, have to, they have to win one of these road games. Sure, but I, but, but the thing is, for, for Milan, I they're not going to be upset, right? Because they have quite a deep squad this season. If they get knocked down to the Europa Leagues, or even come fourth, it's not the worst thing in the world because this season was about being in the Champions League, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But like the opportunity right there, right now, in terms of the league in Serie A mm-hmm. for Milan, I think is too great I to, said... bet, to, to to kind of like think about Champions League in this in this facet. Maybe in two years, maybe in three years, but maybe next right year, now, honestly, m- maybe next year in terms of the acceleration of the growth they've had. But I can't think if you're the exec team at, at Milan and your the coaching staff, you're kind of looking at this league suddenly being like, mm, okay, Juventus are, are clearly not there. They've started abysmally. They could come back, but they've started 16th. abysmally. 16th, yeah. Napoli, uh, neither here nor there. We've, we've kind of discussed their, their their issues. Inter just drew, and they're going to take a little while to get going. The, the, it, the, the opportunity there is right for the picking. I think they must be quietly thinking we need to go all out of this league. And if they do come third or fourth in this group, I don't think they're going to be that upset, which is why I think... They could easily that... win the Europa League. Yeah, could easily win the Europa League. But I think that's why subconsciously they're going to come third. Like, I think I, th- I think third is there for, for Milan. I think Liverpool are going to come top. I think they look ridiculously good this season again. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how I do that one. So, and I think Porto will come last, but I don't think they'll have, you know, no per- points. Or pers- personally... 
I am uh, of the belief of either advance to the next round or finish last. I get the coefficient thing, but you'll be in a good pot if you win the league. Yeah. Simple and way. you're going to come, and Milan are going to come top four anyway, right? Uh, I'm increasingly confident. Um, the second you see the games play and see how everyone else is doing, I, I think so. Um, yeah. Group C. Group C. I mean, man, I think Ajax can win this group, man. Dortmund again, dude, they suck defensively. They suck ass. They're not they good. Suck. They, they suck. are so They're bad. They're so defensively. fucking abysmal. They're fucking <laughs> abysmal. They're, they're horrendous. Ajax is sure of themselves. They know what to do. They have the talent to do it. I, this, this is probably going to be one of the more fun groups. Yeah. yeah. I, think. I mean, sporting, always a good watch. Um, you know, uh, you got Pedro Conchalev's, uh, Gonzalez, he's basically like a Bruno Regen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I pronounced that incorrectly. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a ton of fun to watch. They still got players like Pedro Porro, um, former City guy. Like, I think there's there's a lot of talent, uh, and also, um, who's the guy that's gone from PSG there? Dune Mensch. No, no, the wide player. Oh, wait, you're saying that went from from, from PSG to Sporting? Oh my he's... God, uh, Sarabia. Is that yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting signing that one. I think he might do quite well there. So, I, I, I must profess I don't know too much about Besiktas. Ajax, obviously, you know, you, you've got the, the fans the are just right. rabid on social media. That's all I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got Tadic, you got Gravid Birch. Like the, there are the there are the usual suspects there, and I think they're going to score goals. Obviously, Sebastian Haller's back there. He will, he'll be registered for European this football this time. I, I hope um, after what happened last season. So yeah, let's let's see what happens there. And I think uh, I think Dortmund are going to win it though. I think Ajax second. I'm going Ajax just just because um I don't trust Dortmund's defense, but I'll say this: I will one day we'll save it for an interesting conversation. But I think Erling Haaland is better than Kylian Mbappe. But for another day, um, Group D. I'll tell I you think what: Real Madrid are going to come top. Yeah, I I don't know I I think so too. This is also, by the way, we should note. Three of the four teams in this group were in the same group last year. Yeah. The only difference and is... Inter haven't qualified in the last two years from the group. Uh, right. Three. Three. They've... Uh, yes, because they have the Barcelona group as well, didn't they? They were fourth. They were fourth twice, and then third, where they made it to the Europa League final, and then Romelu Lukaku scored the own goal, and then Inter <laughs> lost um, a European Cup final. They only have one in the past 50-plus years, just saying. Um there's just something about Lukaku in Europe, isn't there? <laughs> just it just does not work out for the guy. Hopefully, he does this year with, with Chelsea. But Arlo Ancelotti does. This is his tournament, though. Yeah, he sucks in domestically. I think he has certain players playing a, a proper way. Inter have the best defense in this group. It's not even close. Um, I just think the firepower that Real Madrid have, Pet. I think it just might be the difference. Yeah, and that midfield is just disgusting. Yeah, I, it still I mean... is. It's day. just ridiculous. Benzema as well. It's just like the guy just doesn't stop, man. I mean, Inter finally um, make it out of the group. Your opinion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come second. I think Shakhtar come third, and then I know nothing Sheriff. about Sheriff. I just think I... the logo is great. I think it's hilarious, and it's probably a serious thing. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. the team named Sheriff in 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 uh, <laughs> the Champions League. I can't. I Fair swear. Them for but listen, hey, if I will be a big fan the second I play Inter, so so don't worry. About that. <laughs> Um, so we got what Real Madrid Inter advancing, right? Yeah. All right. yeah. Um, pretty easy. Group E. Bayern's easily. Yeah. I, I. Well, I don't know. I just. I don't think yeah. Bayern are as good like as they were. I think. But it's a Barca thing for me. They're not that good. Yeah, Barca aren't great, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think that one is interesting. Like, 
I look at I look at how well the pie started. Mm-hmm. I look at Frankie looking good. I think there are some pieces there. You know, Pedri when Antifati's playing. Um, Pedri's are... leg's gonna fall off. I'm <laughs> um, probably man, probably poor fella. Um, Bayern are definitely the better, more well-oiled machine, but that there are just still some very inconsistent players there. We talk about Leroy Sane, even Serge Gnabry is quite inconsistent. The mm-hmm. consistency from them comes from the spine. And by the spine, I don't even mean the defence anymore. I mean, you know, Goretzka, uh, Goretzka, Kimmich, Müller and Lewandowski. That, those happy four. birthday to Müller, though. Happy birthday, 32, can't believe it. <laughs> it it's also like someone else's birthday. It's also someone else's birthday today, by the way. I don't know if you know who it is. I don't. One yeah, of your favorite people in football, probably top three ever. Uh, Thierry. No. Burkamp. I guess you couldn't sense the sarcasm. I think oh. it's fifty seventh birthday. Today. Oh wow! I hope so he's, he's recovering well from. Um, um everything, well. everything, everything that we know of. I, I guess he's doing well, but um, yeah, happy birthday to him. But go continue um with Bayern. Uh. Yeah, I think it's. I think Bayern edge it, but I think it's going to be close. Barca, and then I, I think Benfica come third. I kind of. I, I don't think it's close. I'll be. I'll be dead straight with you. I don't. I. I really don't see it with Barca. I agree mm. with the whole point on Bayern, though. I think a lot of people are hesitant, and this is kind of just the masking of Bundesliga and what it does sometimes, and why it's kind of hard to gauge what Bayern is like when they head into Europe at times. This team right here, I think the addition of Sabitzer, it's going to take a little bit longer yeah. for Upamakano to really reach that full potential that he has. I, I just, I think the ceiling for Bayern this year is a semifinal club. I don't, mm. I don't, I don't think they're. This is a team that will win it. I don't think they're a top five team in the world. I think it's the four Premier League teams, and I think it's PSG. Those are the top five in the world at the moment. I think. Mm. If you had to make a joint 11 of like Bayern United, I'd be hard pressed to put in, you know, you, you've got Neuer, you've got Kimmich. And the thing is, you can't, you can't like, Louis, Louis would just be your striker and you put Ronaldo on the left. Yeah. And then Gnabry, <laughs> Gnabry maybe, but then even then it's like, yeah. I mean, no, I would, I, yeah, yeah. I would probably have Gnabry. So like, I mean, player for player. I think I'd have United over them, and I think they are probably going to be a better side than the season. I, those are the best. Those are the best six teams in the world, easily. Like, and then and then it's like massive drop. Whoever next, like Real Madrid and whoever, whoever. Another tier, yeah, yeah. But I think that's the top five. But I think yeah, Bayern. I think they're still obviously going to be very good. This Group F though, machine Group United. F. I think United. it's United Atalanta. I agree. Maybe so, honestly, obviously, you know, Unai Emery is going to come third on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> probably. But here's my thing. Atalanta, there is some... They start off slow. That's a notorious thing, right? Pet, there is some serious shit going over there where Marielle's already hurt. Ilicic looks fat. Fat. (laughs) These guys are known for having the best training possible. Pet, quote-unquote, training, whatever the hell they do, where Gasparini will yell at... um, random dope tester popping up just trying to do his job and he screams at the guy and sends the anonymous player back into training just interesting all of a sudden muriel back to getting hurt Ilicic looks out of shape and terrible um there's all that drama in the locker room there's no papu gomez for the group stage of this pet 
I don't think it's a shoe win that Atalanta advanced to the next round. I surely don't think they are going to even win the group. I, I really don't. I don't think they have a shot at that. I think it's clearly United, as we mentioned. I think Villarreal has a decent shot. But again, your boy Emery, I, I, listen, I think it'll be a great fight for second place in this group. I will say that. Um, mm. I just think it's clear United is the best team. Atalanta isn't as they're going to be the sexy pick that everyone wants to take because of their reputation in recent years and rightfully so. But I will tell people right now and I will go on the record and say, this is not a team that everyone thinks it was. This isn't the same side that gave Liverpool fits and, and and other top clubs throughout Europe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's it. (laughs) That's all you got. I've I've got nothing else, man. I think honestly, I think United are going to waltz it. I think they're going to get to the top. I think they're going to be able to rest the big boys in the last probably two games, I think, because Villarreal and Atlanta will probably take take each other out kind of thing, and young boys are going to be the whipping boys. So, yeah, there we are. Young boys, whipping boys. Good plan. The young boys are the whipping boys. Um, <laughs> oh, no jokes there. Group G. Hipster group. Oh, this is the hipster group. Salzburg, <laughs> Lille, Sevilla. I think Sevilla's winning this. Yeah. Um, I respect Lille. I think Lille. Salzburg could come second, then. That fucking talent factory, bro. It's I crazy. Leo have started the season very badly. Galtier um, has proven to be a massive loss. Like, what can you yep. say? There's all, all the things that you could talk about with players leaving. And Renato Sanchez going to be sidelined more than likely for a good amount of these games. Who was probably the best midfielder in this group, by the way. Uh, yep. I agree. I think it's Sevilla with this one. Karim Adeyemi at Salzburg. Is a fucking baller, by the way. Up top, he they're is the better burger of the whole group with Wolfsburg. Uh, I think they are the better burger, but I don't know too much about Wolfsburg. I'm not going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with that. I don't know too much about them. Bundesliga attacks. Ah, uh, listen. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I I don't know too much about Wolfsburg either. I could lie about it. For me, I think it's Sevilla Salzburg as well. Um. I did, it's just for, for me again, this is a real tough second place. Uh, you could say with Lille's experience, their title winning side, the Galtier loss is just going to be proved to be massive. I think I, that's, that's the difference here. Sevilla, I think are actually far and away the best team in this group. Um, just in terms of the stability that they had compared to these other teams, Salzburg might be the one to surprise. I think if I were to go with a team to finish second, I think I would go with them for the sexiness of it. Uh, so yeah, I think it would go Sevilla and then Salzburg too. I think any of the three teams outside of Sevilla could advance though. I will say that just because yeah. of the uncertainty with Wolfsburg, uh, it's, it's not like the other two were that world beaters, you know? Yeah. 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 I agree. I think it could be anyone in second, but I don't know. I just think Leal are a bit tepid. Um, this season so far started really slowly. Um, go on. I was going to say another, yeah, another one. I think this is clear. The best team in the group, Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. I think again, the same as United. I think they, I think they beat Juventus once. And then I think they beat them twice. I think they beat them twice. I think they're, they will beat them down. They will beat them down. It's not like I'm telling you right now. The only one who can handle Lukaku pretty well is Chiellini. Yeah. Again, Lukaku playing on a better team than he did last year. This and he's is... also going to have a chip on his shoulder because he didn't score against Italy and he 
you know he was he's been I mean, historically he was bad against those two. Yeah, he was pocketed, and he was he's he's been pocketed by those two. Sorry, he's going to have that chip on his shoulder, and he's going to have the better creators behind him to to give him those opportunities. And I think he's gonna he's finally going to get his uh, he's finally going to get his way against those two. The real question here for me in this group is this: Is Juve in to go to the next round? Yes. Conventionalism would tell you yes. I think Zenit are too too inconsistent. Hmm. I think Zenit are too inconsistent this season, uh, from what I've seen anyway. They've had some injury uh, problems. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think I think there's a consistency issue there. I think um, I think Juventus will still come second, and Malmo are obviously going to be the the whipping boys for this one. That's a great. (laughs) I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weakness of these third and fourth teams. Like, say we switch Juve and we put him second in Group F, for example, right? They're not making it out. I think Atalanta or Villarreal would have over them. I just There's something about them that I just don't trust at this point, and I think Allegri is an exceptional manager. They're off to a rocky start again. And it, it, it can't be understated that they have to figure out this Dybala situation tactically. How are they going to deploy this guy? Also put in Chiesa with their midfield issues. It's fucking abysmal. It's just Locatelli and a bunch of chumps, as far as I'm concerned. Um, on top of Weston McKinney, by the way, who is doesn't even have the trust of the club. He doesn't have the trust of the national team because he's out breaking COVID protocol for the second time in his, since May, I believe it was. Um, if it wasn't May, then it was May of uh, last year prior to, to the break. Either way, he's broken it twice now. You mm. know, It's a trend. It's a pattern. I think there's just a lack of quality there. And how does Juve juggle this? Where, again, Pat, I mentioned this. They're one injury away from starting Daniela Rugani. <laughs> That's yeah. a real thing. I mean... Yeah, I don't. I don't know what what's going on with Delict as well. He's kind of tossed and turned between four at the back and three at the back within games. I think there's a, a lot. I think he's sussing his players out, isn't he? That's this what he's is doing. this is the this is the funny thing because there's been a lot of layover and turnover since Allegri has returned to the club. Right? These aren't a lot of the big money signings that they have had recently since he left. He wasn't a big fan of. Him and Ronaldo clearly didn't get along, right? It was a big part of why Allegri left in the first place. Allegri returns, Ronaldo wants out immediately, even though he was given that attitude prior to that. Sadi was talking about time and time again how this team was uncoachable. Then you had the Pirlo situation where he didn't get any favors, and that talent on that side was not great to begin with. I think it was really compounded by the fact that you had those great center-back pairings and you had Ronaldo, and Chiesa was stepping up in massive games. People, pet, are hesitant to criticize Juve because they won the league nine years in a row. That's what it comes down to. People are scared to say, we have finally seen the decline of Juve. And a lot of their fans have come around to that notion and understand they're not even close to what they used to be when Allegri was last there. This is a real issue for them. And pet, how many times do we have to say it? Their fans think they could easily replace Cristiano Ronaldo. I, it's 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 fucking mind boggling that these people think you could it's just crazy. put in Moise Kane and just have Paulo Dybala. Have you seen that tweet going around, which is like Moise Kane is low key going to be the best ever 
like Ronaldo upgrade or something like that. Like, come on. The fuck man. does that even mean? I don't like what <laughs> Man United got Robin Van Persie. So shut the fuck up. Like, I like, what are we talking about here? I think, I think it's just silly to me again, that there's just like this falsified fucking arrogance that, that this fan base has. And, and it's really just a lot, a lack of, you know, knowledge. It's I mean, sometimes, pure, sometimes you know. they're right though. They hate on Chesney a lot and he is fucking shit to be fair. He just started being complete shit. Um, I mean, it kind of really started last season. But again, you're right, though. I it just for me, I think people got so used to Juve, you know, replacing guys, plugging them back in. And then that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. And besides, Kane's not even a naturalized striker. He's better out wide than what he is on um, up top. So, yeah, if I guess we could do an early pick. I mean, this, it's very difficult to say because we don't know how everything's going to break. If you were to have to pick a team pet to win the Champions League this season, we talked about it with Tom Scholes on who the favorites were. Uh, is it PSG? I yeah. don't think so. Uh, you think, you think PSG is going to win it? Oh. <laughs> right? Because now we're sitting here, the second it happened, they're like, oh, without a doubt, it's going to be PSG. But now that we've seen a couple games play out and everything go, we're kind of like, huh, are we sure about that? I don't know. I actually have no fucking idea who's going to win this. <laughs> I agree. Like, I agree. If, you, if you were like, if you if if you said to me, Pat, I've been back in time and Madrid uh, Madrid have won it, I'd be like, okay, not shocked. Or Manu have won it. I'd be I'd shocked. Be like, I'd, be sh- I'd be shocked. If, Would you, though? You, you'd be shocked. If, if Madrid if Madrid won it, yes. If nah. Manu, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I wouldn't, Madrid. I genuinely I don't think Madrid. The thing about it, though, Martina, you get past the, around 16. Your opposition gets an injury. Like, I don't know. Let's say... I don't know if this can even work out in the way that the, the rounds uh, are drawn, but like, let's say Man City end up playing Real Madrid in the, in the quarterfinals and City have KDB out, right? Mm-hmm. Or Edison out, or, or, or whoever uh, a top player, a top player out. Suddenly, like you're the favourites, and you win those two two um, two legs or over two legs, and then you're in the semis, and then anything happens. Then anything happens. Mm. Like I'm telling you, like we saw it with Chelsea last year. It, it it's anyone's competition. Like I think anyone, I, I think anyone, it's anyone's game. Honestly, I think there's like six, seven clubs that could win this competition. I think you've got the top four in England. I think you've got, uh, I think you've got Madrid, Atleti, and I think you've got Bayern. I think yeah, those, those seven could could definitely do something. I genuinely don't think Bayern. I don't think City. I don't think Real Madrid. I think those three, personally, I'd take them out. Okay. I think that United, Liverpool, Chelsea, it's just tough to repeat again, right? I yeah. think could be United versus Liverpool to win. Honestly, like, I think a lot of people in general are off on the, on the whole Liverpool wave. I think Liverpool can easily win this competition. I, I really do. I think there is even an outside chance that Liverpool, if they make proper investments, come – January, because I think the midfield took a big hit now with the Harvey Elliott injury, I would not be so shocked if they would have won, won the treble. I like I don't think it's completely out of the question for them. I, although the competition is so fierce in general, as all the top teams that we mentioned in this episode, I would not. I think they have that potential. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Um, but I can't pick. It's too fucking early. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we got uh, we got nothing. Um, if in general, I think 
like you said, it's the four teams and then PSG. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Listen, PSG, if PSG is healthy, they have no fucking excuse, bet. Yeah, right? I mean, you've got Sergio Ramos to come into that team as well. It's whenever he can. Whenever he can. Is he going to be healthy? Is that the guarantee, though? Mm, don't know. That's the thing. And now you've got, like, you've got the right backs, you've got the left backs, you've got the central midfielders, you've got, you know, Messi, <laughs> Neymar, Matt Bappe. I just... Yeah. All right, Cardi. <laughs> yeah, um, the big man. Uh, yeah. I'd I, probably place them as favorites, but it's just tough, isn't it? It's really tough. It is tough. And again, like I mentioned, they could easily, they could be a second place team in their group. What do they face in the next round? You know, they could play a group one winner. I mean, uh, first place winner of the group. Imagine it's Man U versus, versus them in the knockout. I mean, good Lord, in the first knockout round. Um, that'd be electric. That probably, yeah. that's the most hyped up first knockout <laughs> round ever in the champions yeah. league ronaldo versus be. messi um, so yeah i mean that'll pretty much wrap up this episode because we're coming around to an hour here we just like to let you guys know that we are part of the 90 minute football network voting has wrapped up for um let's go um we really appreciate all the support pet and matt were relentless with uh the work rate in terms of getting people to vote for us whether it was on instagram whether it was like on facebook or twitter obviously and i appreciate all, all my friends and 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 uh, followers that had voted non-stop and replied i am voting for state of play podcast for the best podcast to irrelevant tweets like the <laughs> tweets the tweets had nothing to do with the podcast it wasn't just a singular like hey i'm <laughs> voting for the state of play podcast it was like hey uh we're talking about um, a video game here and the reply was that uh, it, it really means a lot for all the support. We work super hard all the time. Um, I know Pet's been busy. Matt's been busy. So it's been a lot of fun getting whatever guests we can have on and, and doing the best that we can with this podcast. We should also let you know that we are sponsored by So Rare. Um, the description is within the episode. As always, Pet, you know how it is. NFTs, your NFTs, thing. Man. Constantly messaging us in the chat. <laughs> How, how did Sandro Tonali do today? How did these Serie A players do? Are they doing well enough? Blah, blah, blah. I think it's just, I, I think it's awesome. And it's only getting bigger and bigger. And Gary Vanderschuk is like one of those guys that's like going crazy. Like every single time I see something with NFTs, it's, it's getting bigger and bigger. And honestly, it's the biggest sport in the world, Pet. It's only going to go up from here, in your opinion. Um, so go ahead. Um, anything else that we should know uh, as far as NFTs and that? nfts man it's just fucking crazy <laughs> it's just fucking crazy man like i i keep saying to my friends it's like one day of working in in the nft world or crypto world is like seven days in real life and like a week <laughs> is worth a month it's just like i don't know where the time goes it's just so fucked up honestly like i need 30 hours in a in a in a day like i don't even like even like so rare i hardly have time to like fucking research lineups anymore i'm like I'm just asking guys, like, is Luis Felipe going to start this, this weekend for Lazio? Like, is Dybala going to start? No. Okay, take him out the lineup. <laughs> is Tonali going to keep his spot? Yes, because he's playing really well. Cheers, Martino. I'll play him. It's just <laughs> fucking, you know, like, it's just all over the shop having to know everything. But it's awesome. Like, I just fucking enjoy it so much. It's, it's so much fun. I definitely recommend people to give it a go. Um, it's really, really fun. Change the way that I um, kind of interact with, with kind of European football, I suppose. Yeah. Um socials pet um drop yours because yours is um 
just hit 1900. Uh, 19, need, yeah, I was ver- just going to Need verification. Super. I've had articles written about me now, surely. So what I, I did, what I did to get mine, surely. it was just to submit an article that references you or your Twitter account, um, which I had one um, when I had a viral tweet once. I'm sure you had a viral tweet. Oh, you had a yeah. couple. When I had hot. like loads, man. Fuck. And, why didn't uh, I do that? Because uh, you're Barisha. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, get get them to 2K. Pat, you're following a lot of people now. Since when did you follow this many people? Dude, it's like loads of NFT projects. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Do you know yeah, what? Follow, yeah. Do you know what? I followed like 200 people about COVID during like the first the first lockdown. And I've replaced all of them with random NFT shit. And I'll have to do a cleanse at some point. Yeah, ha- it's thirteen hundred people. Bet you're Too not reading that much. I know you. I know. I know. Yeah. I need to. I need to really consolidate. I need to make like a a proper. You know, go go through it. Next time you thing. go on holiday, um, yeah, when you're on a trip, trip let's get, oh. uh, there. You go. Um, yeah, we're we're at, we're doing twenty two hundred followers at State of Play Pod. Um, you go follow us on Instagram as well. Go and follow Santandra. This kid is a sneaky fucker with the way he's grown. He's got ten point six thousand followers. Um, dude, he hit like he hit like ten k, and it's just been like slowly rapid ever since since he came back. You should go check out his uh, Sandro Tonali piece for Football Italia that came out. That's one of his uh, main tweets there. He's not really active during the day. He's on afterwards. Um, yeah, so go follow him there at Matt underscore Santangelo. It's in the description of the episode as always. You can follow me on Twitter at Martino Puccio. I'm close to 3K now, Pet. I'm, I'm getting Shit, there. I'm man. on the way. What did I say, though? Uh, I don't know. You when you hit 2K, I was like, you're going to be at 10K in a year. I don't know about that, dude. That's... But, like, you know, the tra- if you looked at the trajectory, we get in there. This month, this, there. this month alone, I'm up to 250. That's followers, what I'm talking about. 250 followers. I mean, it's it's a lot easier to filter through shit when you have the verification because you jump off to the top of uh, certain topics. But I mean, it's, it's been awesome just just really growing like this. It, it helps out the state of play pod um, and every other project I do. You can go check out the latest uh, Champions League preview. This is uh, going to be – it's already been out. So by the time this episode drops and you guys listen to this, <laughs> be sure to read this. I have um, my best bet, which I'll tell you right now, is Cristiano Ronaldo as the top scorer of the competition. I think he's coming in at like plus 800, plus 900. Here, let me go Let me go pull it up real quick because but when I was going through this, and I, and I know I'm kind of lingering here, just if you look at some of these top names, you got Holland 500, Lewandowski it's Holland and Lewandowski type of the best. The Messi's right behind them. There's Lukaku and Mbappe. Messi and Mbappe are going to be feeding off of each other, right? Louis easily could do it, but how far are Bayern going to go? Dortmund, I don't really see going far, so Holland has to dominate the group in order to do that. Lukaku, maybe. Chelsea's got a great shot, but Ronaldo at plus 900. I mean, goodness me. $100 to win $900. Just I, might for- have to, I might have to join you with that one. I've actually got Ronaldo <laughs> top scorer in the league as well. Oh, I'm going to join you on that bet. I'm going to join you on that bet. I mean, I had one big one last season, which was Man City to win the league. That that fucking killed it. Yeah. Um, I remember that. I remember that, yeah. I remember being like, guys, this is it. I've, I've been doing I've... great with futures, man. I, uh, oh. I had Italy winning the tournament, obviously. That was a great payout. At Inter winning the league. Atalanta finishing top four. And now uh, this is this is my next one. So I'm telling you, if you, if you believe in me and... Uh, all that stuff. So I would, I would go. Not financial that. advice, of course. Not financial <laughs> advice. I'm not telling you to empty everything that you had saved up over COVID. Please be wise with your money. 
um, 1-800-GAMBLER, just in case you have any issues with that stuff. That is a very serious part of that. Other than that, Pet, I mean, it was a great hour. Um, Shit, it's 9-1, to one, man. It's, uh, yeah, I told you. <laughs> I told you. Good bet to place, guys. Listen, even even you put 10, 10 pounds down, you win 90 pounds. You know? Um, but yeah, uh, obviously, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, always uh, you could shoot me uh, with a tweet. You could even uh, reply via DM. I usually answer DMs sometimes um, whenever someone sends something for for betting advice or sports wagering, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, anything else, pet, that I left out? I nothing. Think, I think I'm that's just, pretty much it. Nothing, because I'm just placing my bet. <laughs> I heard the clicking on the keyboard. Or there he goes. There he goes. Oh, you, could, you could give some of that money back to your parents for moving in for three weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's what just, here, here What go. the fuck? They've limited my maximum stake. Motherfuckers. All right, fine. No, he's just going to have to make more money through NFTs and then place it <laughs> on that. Um, yeah, but other than that, we really appreciate everyone listening to the episode. Please uh, like, subscribe, rate us five stars if you're on iTunes, 90 Minute Podcast Network. And now you can listen to uh, some Joaquin.